0: Hebrews 10, 23 to 25. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he will promise is faithful. If you're going to be able to hold fast the confession of your faith. If you're going to be able to hold fast your faith without wavering. Without vacillating. Without uh, stumbling. If you're going to be stable in your Christian walk. This is the instruction. It says, that you should gather together, fellowship with other Christians. So he says in verse 24, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Let's challenge each other in love and good works. How do we do that? When we gather together, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exalting one another even so much the more as we see the day approaching. Amen. Virtual church, virtual prayer meeting, virtual Bible study is not ideal. Amen. Let me say that again. Virtual church, virtual prayer meeting, virtual Bible study is not the ideal thing. It's not the same as facial one. It's okay. Many times, you know, that's the only thing you can do. Let us understand this. That in this in this day of virtual things and of Zoom things and and, uh, sitting at home and laying on the bed and having fellowship. um, No, that it is not the ideal thing. It is not what God desires to have. Zoom church, Zoom fellowship, not ideal, not the same as a facial connection. You don't raise your children virtually. God doesn't want to raise his children virtually because it's the house of God. Amen. The church. First Timothy 3. You see, you better know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God. The house of God. What do you have in the house? You have children. You have people in the house. God has people. He has his people. He has his children. He raises his children. God doesn't want to raise his children virtually. He wants to raise his children close to him. The scripture says, how good and how pleasant it is. Psalm 133 verse 1, I believe. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like a precious ointment. Amen. In that place, God commands blessing and life forevermore. God commands blessing, the blessing and life forevermore. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that runs down the beards of Aaron, even to the skirts of his garments. Meaning, in that place where brethren dwell together, there is an abundance of blessing that covers it, that covers you from head to toe. Amen. So, let's not be lazy, the scripture says. Let's be diligent. Let's not be lazy. You know, sitting at home, Taking it comfortable, so to say. You know, we do anything and everything that we want to do. You know, having fellowship, we say we have fellowship, we go to church, but we are at home, we are sweeping, we are doing other things, we are listening to this, doing that, doing that. You need to know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, if you are actually in the house of God. So even that time that we need to stay at home, home or we need to be away physically away from the church we, we know that there are times that we can't just control the situation we are away that we still want to connect with others we want to fellowship during those times please 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 as much as possible you ought to know how to conduct yourself in the house because if you are in the house of god if you know that even in that place In your bedroom, there is the house of God there because you want to make sure that that time is special for God. And God is present. You ought to know how you ought to conduct yourself. You need to know how you ought to conduct yourself. Amen. We want to be like Mary, not like Martha. We want to sit at Jesus' feet because God deserves attention. But not just that God deserves attention, God wants attention. Amen. God wants your attention. Mm, You know, when we say to somebody, you want attention. That doesn't sound good. huh? You want attention. God wants attention. Not because he wants to get anything from you, but because he wants to give you something. Those who want attention, those who crave attention from other people, it's because they are needy. Needy ones want attention. God wants attention not because he needs anything. But because of what? He wants to bless you. He wants to give you something. That's why he seeks your attention. Because he's paying attention. Isn't that something? Out of the billions of people no, in the world and millions that cry unto him, that call unto him. He still pays attention to each one of us. Isn't that great? Amen. Let's not be busy about like Martha. Trying to cook for Jesus. Trying to do this, trying to do that. You are multitasking when you are having church and fellowship on Zoom. No, no. You want to concentrate on the Lord. Because he concentrates on you. He focuses on you. He is paying attention. Are you paying attention? The Lord wants us to go, to go, to go, to come. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. God is a God without distance. Yes, we know that. Amen. God is a God that's, you know, it's not limited by distance. Yeah. Hmm? Hmm? May we also remember the story of the woman with the issue of blood. A woman that has been bleeding for 12 years, non-stop. And who wanted to be healed. Wanted to be healed by Jesus. And who came in the throng of people. Who came In the midst of the multitude, pressed into Jesus and managed to just touch. He said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And she made sure, she made sure that she got close to Jesus enough to be able to just touch his garment. And she got healed. And Jesus said, who touched me? Who touched me? Who touched me? And the people around him said, we are all around you. We are all touching you. Our bodies are touching you. What do you mean? Yes, it's not so much of being present. Because there are some people who are present right here. Sitting right here in church and they are not present. Are people who are close to Jesus, who are not really close to Jesus. Proximity is great. The proximity without your heart is nothing. So there is the balance there. The Basic thing is that we know how to conduct ourselves in the house of God at the altar. We know how to conduct ourselves because we don't just do things anyhow. When God is present, when the magistrate is present, when the judge is present, you don't just walk into the courthouse. You, you remove your hat. Amen? You don't talk. If you are not asked to talk, you don't take pictures. You don't do things anyhow in the courthouse. So, the house of God is also a courthouse. Amen. The judge of the living, the judge of the whole earth is there. So, we don't behave ourselves anyhow. As much as possible, I want to encourage you that you don't fall into this, you know, lazy mentality. Into this madness of sitting at home comfortably, not going, not coming, not going not coming to church, not going, not coming to Bible study. Convenience is great. Comfort is wonderful. But sacrifice is very rewarding. Amen. Let's sacrifice to the Lord, for the Lord. We will reap success in the name of Jesus. The Lord is speaking to us on the altar and the sacrifice of prayer, praise and thanksgiving. Basically the altar of prayer. If we go back to that account, of the journey of Jacob from Beersheba to Haran, in Genesis 28 the sovereignty of God or the Lord sovereignly led Jacob to that place of the altar to Bethel to his house so he could talk to him so he could encourage him because this man was greatly disturbed this man didn't know how to get to where he was going you know was with a lot of anxiety and worries and fears and god brought him to his house amen god brought him sovereignly brought him to his presence to commune with him to talk with him to converse with him to encourage him to address his problems his anxieties because it, it, it is in the house of God that we get encouragement, that we get peace, that we receive peace. Amen. When Israel just got out of Egypt, the Lord brought them to where? To Mount Sinai. And that place was where? It was his house. Because previously or before that time, the Lord had appeared to Moses in the body bush and asked him, that when you bring them or instructed them, when you have brought the people out of Egypt, make sure you bring them here for worship. Make sure you bring them here because I want to talk to them. Make sure you bring them to this place. So when they got to that place, uh, the Lord said, uh, I carried you on eagles' wings and I have brought you to myself. Amen. To myself. This is my house. I brought it to myself. So the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt and brought them to himself so he could equip them, so he could correct them, so he could instruct them before they continue on their way. They were passing through the wilderness, just as we pass through the wilderness of life, and God always will want us to come to his house, to be connected to his house, so that we can make it through the wilderness of life. So the Lord sovereignly brought Jacob to his house as he journeyed to Haran, not knowing where he was going or how to get there. Amen.